Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carball here, as always, with Matthew Hawkins. This week is the one after UF. Uh, sorry, uh, Wilder Fury two. Um, I know the boxing led the weekend. Uh, before we get into it, Matt, but really quick, just for, for folks that don't know, I actually grabbed uh, an interview over the weekend with uh, one of the Bellator two thirty nine winners, uh, Chris Lencioni. So if you haven't uh, read that article on SureDog.com or seen the interview description uh the link to that interview is at the bottom in the description of this broadcast and uh, i'll put it up on one of these things when uh after we 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 air it but uh obviously biggest deal of the weekend was uh boxing wilder fury 2 matt i mean uh what'd you think man i enjoyed it man i mean we had an action-packed weekend we had mma and uh, non-stop all weekend and then uh and then like you said the big boxing match uh saturday night and um for me, I, I I know both of us lean MMA, but that was the highlight of the of the weekend for me. I I know it was a big world heavyweight championship fight, uh, but just watching that fight had a different feeling than than the other MMA bouts that I watched over the weekend. So I mean, I enjoyed it. I uh, it, it went uh, kind of how I thought. Um, I, I mean, I, I I predicted Fury to win by decision, but I thought that he would pretty much. Uh, I thought he would handle Wilder. Um, I know a lot of people picked Wilder, and and that was uh, it was a popular pick. I mean, he dropped Fury twice in their first bout, so it, it was hard not to to think that that was definitely a possibility. I just kept having flashbacks, kind of to Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson, and um, you know, I think Tyson was a more skilled boxer than Wilder. Uh, Power wise, they were probably fairly similar. Uh, while you know Tyson had more punching uh, tools in his, in his bag, Wilder was more of a right hand, mm-hmm. uh, especially hurt you. I know he, he dropped, uh, you know, he, he would throw that left hook to, to kind of finish some guys off in the past. But um, I just I just felt like Wilder was going to be too, or I'm sorry, Fury was going to be too big, um, be able to avoid the punches. The the only thing that he did that I didn't really expect is he came out super aggressive, and he seemed to hurt Wilder. Uh, really in the from the opening bell on yeah and uh it took that you know it took that power punch and if it was a video game his power punch kind of went from like a hundred percent down to like 70 percent yeah down to about 60 percent by about the third round i mean you were looking at like a 40 percent power punch and i just it it would have taken really a, a hail mary i felt like at that point and um you know the results were, were uh fury won by seventh round tko uh but not not a super surprise to me. I guess this is the the way it went down, the total domination was a surprise, but mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the fight. I don't, I don't know what your take on it was. You know, I enjoyed it too. I actually watched the entire pay-per-view. I mean, there was a there was a I don't know, man. I mean, you hear this argument about shortening uh certain like matches or whatever the case may be or how how you would set up a a pay-per-view card for a card like Wilder Fury 2. But there was a 122 pound title match uh, as a co-main event before that, and um, uh, thankfully it ended, uh, you know, relatively early because everybody was was so you know hyped for 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 what we were expecting to go see the distance. And um, I mean, I mean, well, I kind of thought obviously my pick was wrong. I had picked Wilder to to somehow catch uh, Fury again, um, so. The trend of my horrible picks continues through 2020, uh, but um, I mean, uh, at the onset, you could see that that uh, Fury came with a different game, and this is one of the things. Um, I should have uh, brought it up here, but there's so much ad stuff on MMAnews.com that it would probably mess with our stream. But um, I did a an editorial for them, and one of the things that that stood out to me was uh, you know, every time you 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 talk about boxing with uh with folks from boxing, you know, we've had Daniel Zaldivar and Hector Franco on here and they both brought up the, the, the boxer versus puncher, which, you know, MMA fans are like, come on, man, aren't they all just punching? And, you know, they say their, their comments or whatever, but this was a perfect example of a match like that because, you know, Wilder is, is the puncher. He's the guy that comes with power, swings away and, and, you know, he's been putting people away. It's been working for him, almost worked for him in the, in the uh, first fight. And then in this one, um, it's funny because I think Lennox Lewis said during the during the match, uh, right during the, the first round, because Fury came right out, met him in the center of the ring, and just uh, put pressure on him. And uh, uh, Lewis was like, you know, th- 
Fury uh, Wilder has to fight moving backwards, and this is something he's not used to. So he did a lot of like those herky jerky head movements to make uh make uh Wilder second guess himself, and then the whole thing of not just pressuring into him while while he was attacking, but uh when they when they forcing the clinch and then forcing him to carry his weight. It was all just really, really intelligent boxing, especially for big men and especially for uh, um, somebody that got dropped the first time. And um, I mean, he put him. I mean, one of the one of the knockdowns was a trip, I think, or or they called it a trip. Um, I know uh, Wilder was complaining that the referee was kind of uh, kind of uh, favoring Fury, but I think he took a point away from him from leading for leading with his head at one point in the match. So. I don't know if that, I don't know how much water that holds, but I definitely I was super impressed with Tyson Fury, and um man I mean that guy's definitely uh with a name like Tyson Fury and now holding the WBC title I mean that guy's that guy's uh, any anytime he headlines it's going to be a uh, a big hyped event just like it was this past weekend. Yeah, I saw the uh, the referee comments today, and I found that kind of odd. I, I think Wilder's searching for searching himself for some excuses. I know he said he doesn't want to give them, but we've already heard about the weight of the the costume he wore out to the ring, and, and now he's talking about the ref. I felt the ref was totally was for Wilder. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, I thought I thought the fight would have ended by about the fourth, maybe fifth round if the mm-hmm. ref wouldn't have interfered so much and uh, and kind of. I mean, like you said, he took a point from Fury when. They were both clinching. Yeah, I don't know if he did, well, if it wasn't for the head leading of the head. I don't know, but it, like I, I just didn't. I thought the, I thought uh, I think Kenny Bayless, I believe, was the referee, and I think uh, I felt like he was leaning towards uh, Wilder. But uh, you know, I, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I'll watch it again. I, I, you know, I, I mean, we know what we're in for. We're in for a striker or a, a heavy puncher against a, a boxer. Yeah, and. Um, I mean, there's always some interest I mean, in that, uh, you know. I, I'm interested to see if the where they are again, like how long they're going to milk the pay per view, as far for people to rewatch it. But uh, you mentioned the costume and and uh, all the stuff that that Wilder said after that. I I I think uh, Kevin Eyal from Yahoo Sports first put it out, and just to f- so folks to see, I'm sure they've seen it by now. This is the article, and the, obviously the picture is uh, the costume that he wore. And and on top of uh, citing the referee and 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 um, what was it, uh, Bayless not being for him and and his legs being tired from the costume and I forget I forget what else. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of things. Somebody pointed out something, to, uh, you know, when the difference between uh, Wilder losing and Anthony Joshua losing when he lost the first time to Andy Ruiz, uh, he was just like, you know, it's your day, good job, and look, looking forward to it again. And um, I just think it's funny that that uh, Wilder's kind of doing the opposite. And somebody pointed that out today, and I was just like, "Yeah, I mean, just take your loss. I mean, if you're going to invoke your rematch clause and do the rematch, uh, which you called that that would happen right away." And uh, I was just like, "Man, Jesus!" But like all these things that he's saying, I'm just like, "Wow." Um, I forget the name of the uh, is it Dylan White that yes. uh, that 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 was laughing at him today because he. He read the same article and, and everything he was saying, and he and he just broke down and laughed and said, "You talked about putting a body and you know getting a body, catching a body in boxing and all this stuff, and now you're you're coming out with all these things that doesn't sound like the baddest man in boxing." So. Yeah, and that was my issue with it. I'm not. I mean, it might have paid. It might have played a factor. Um, mm. I would like to think if I was six foot seven and two hundred thirty five pounds that I could carry forty pounds evenly distributed over my shoulders mm. down to the ring and and it not play much factor but you know he, he immediately after the fight he said something was wrong with his legs um mm-hmm. in the immediate interview so perhaps it, it winded him a little bit i i mean i'm not saying that he's lying about it like you said i just think it's a really weird excuse from somebody who considered himself like a a, a the bat one of the baddest men on the planet yeah so it seems like you kind of keep that in because it kind of makes you sound a little bit uh uh less than, <laughs> less than that i guess um yeah you know the, i uh the, I, the, I, go ahead. the thing about the uh the 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 comment about the legs I mean, I mean, there were some of those falls were were trips. So I don't know if that was because his legs were actually tired, like he said, or or if it happened from the first time he knocked down. You know, because sometimes I mean, it's happened a lot in the past where bot where when boxers get knocked down, their ankles get twisted all up underneath them. I mean, I I, I don't know how 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 often or how if boxers even train how to break fall and stuff. You know, the way MMA fighters do. 
But um, you know, maybe maybe that was uh, sustained when he went down one of the times, and that's what was bothering him. Because somebody point put up, you know, he's this is not the first time he's worn an extravagant outfit to the wing to the ring, <laughs> and uh, somebody uh somebody put up one of the previous outfits he wore, and they said that that one was that, that it was only thirty nine pounds. So I mean, like, I mean, all that makes sense. And I, I, my only thing would be, okay, so maybe it did play a small factor. Maybe it fatigued his legs a little bit mm-hmm. in previous fights. He was always co- able to come forward. And I feel like when you're coming forward boxing in the minimal training I've had in life, I feel like you kind of, you're, you're on your toes, you're moving forward. You're kind of controlling everything when all of a sudden you're, you're having to use that energy to backpedal and you don't, you're not really controlling where you're going in the ring. It, 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 it kind of fatigues you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, I mean, the, again, these are more excuses, but just this is just kind of an analysis from watching possibilities that that could have led to it. You know, I, I think he got hurt early. Um, the, I thought the announcers were extremely biased even towards Wilder. I, I think the, the, the world of, of uh, American sports liked Wilder. They always liked the big puncher. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the American. Yeah, I'm guilty you know, of that. I mean, there's a lot of that. Uh, and so I felt like they were even biased because I was watching it the first, second round, and I'm going, dude, he's getting his ass kicked. Yeah, well, I, I, you know what I mean? From the and, beginning, the, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think it was like the first, even the first round, the, when the round ended, I don't know if you could really hear it. I think Lennis Lewis goes, yeah, I, I got to give Fury that round, but it was a good round for Wilder. Yeah. And I'm going, Dude, I I don't know. Like he already looks off a little to me. I mean, he's taking these are big, big dudes. Yeah. Well, he I said mean, that because <laughs> the, the bet. I think the best punch, and even Fury said it to him. If you watch, uh, Top Rank has a video out afterward where they're talking to each other, and uh, you know when uh, Fury embraces Wilder, uh, the best punch Wilder threw that that bothered Fury the most was in the first round was mm-hmm. on the right that right hitch. He caught him a couple yeah. times. So maybe so. that's what he was referring to. But I felt like through the first like three rounds, it was up until the knockout. It was like they were kind of talking like it was an even fight. And I'm watching it going, this is not going to end well. And then uh, and then he <laughs> dropped him. And, and from that point on, I mean, it was complete domination. And I, I posted on the MMA community dot com yeah. forum while I was watching it. And uh, you know, I mean, I'm not a boxing this professional. One? There you go. And uh, I was uh, – I, I posted, I believe, in like the fifth round, and I said, hey, this fight, the, the corner's going to have to save Wilder. I go, this is getting dangerous zone. I go, I mean, I mean, I didn't bring the word up death, but I was talk- I said, this is not – he's not going to be the same after this if his corner doesn't doesn't do use some action. The dude's too tough for his own good. All these guys are. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I it got – as the seventh, sixth, seventh round was going through, it, it started to get uncomfortable for me. Somebody watches a ton of fights, and and I wasn't hearing it so much from the announcers, but I was watching it, thinking, "My God, I mean, he this is this is this is how brain damage occurs." I mean, he was getting hit with yeah. e- with everything by a giant man, yeah. and uh, I mean, I so I was glad with the stoppage. Uh, I, I was glad that the corner threw in the towel. I, I thought it was a good stoppage. Um, I don't know if the ref would have stopped it without the towel, um, but I think he was getting close to that yeah. point. That's another um, thing too. I mean, Wilder's giving his, his the, uh, Breland a, a hard time for it, throwing in the towel, and I'm like, man, you I mean, you know, he was looking out for you. You were losing. Like, like, how bad did you want to lose? I mean, I know uh, he kept saying I'm the type of guy that would go go on the, on his shield, but you don't sound like it when you're complaining about all the other things you're complaining about. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I understand his frustration. I mean, I don't because I'm not a world heavyweight champion boxer, but as a, as a competitor and somebody who's competitive and even the, the small stuff that I do, I understand his frustration with it. I understand him vocalizing that. Um, I, I don't, I wish he wouldn't uh, because like you said, uh, the difference between him and Joshua and they're two totally different personalities. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to, I think we both tend to lean towards the Joshua personality um, of just being a professional and, moving on and, and bettering yourself and, and yeah. getting your, getting your title back. And, and as a result of the, like the Joshua Reese fight, there's no bad blood between those guys. They beat each other. I think they respect the hell out of each other. And there is just the, you know, and then the media and everything, it just moved on real good. While there's a little bit different character. Um, like you said, he's talked about trying to kill people in the ring. Um, I know he has kids because uh, I, I think that was really brought up when he fought Ortiz, especially the first time. So mm-hmm. when he talks about going out on your shield, I mean, that's cute. Um, but you make fifty million dollars to box, and if you're killed in the ring, uh, I mean, I, I don't see how that does anybody any good. It's not like history is going to look back and go, "Hey, Wilder was a real tough dude." Uh, you know, his corner didn't throw in the towel, and he was dead on the mat in the tenth round. Yeah. I mean, 
God forbid that that happens. But I mean, that's reality. I, he was he was getting hit. I mean, when that fight ended, he couldn't stand up. He had blood coming from everywhere yeah. on his on his face. Um, yeah, the and, uh, and, the the ear thing wasn't a, it was turned out it wasn't that that same article from uh, Kevin Isle. I was just actually skimming through it where he said that uh, uh, he confirmed not long after uh, no broken jaw, no broken eardrum. Um, it was just a two centimeter cut in his ear that took seven stitches to fix. But I mean, yeah. you got you to gotta play it safe, especially if you see. I mean, a lot of people, that's the first thing everyone went to. I mean, because uh, a, a blasted out eardrum messes with your equilibrium and he was falling a lot. So, you know, they just they're playing it safe. And you, and in combat sports, with especially in boxing, where so many guys have, have, have died because of what happened in the ring. Um, you, you can't fault them for that. No. And, uh, you know, honestly, that doesn't necessarily make me feel uh, like it shouldn't have been stopped. It almost makes me feel like that's even more of a reason. If mm-hmm. he didn't have a damaged eardrum, if he didn't have a broken jaw, and he still was uh, wobbly, and he still looked like he had a broken jaw. I mean, the, the reason people said he had a broken jaw is because basically his mouth was wide open. You know, blood was coming extremely out of his. You know, a ton of blood was coming out of his mouth. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you don't have a broken jaw and that's what you look like, you're 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 getting beat. You know, yeah. if if somebody hits you with a punch and breaks your jaw, you might fight through it and go, okay, I, I didn't get my ass kicked. I got hit with one good shot that broke my jaw. He looked like he had a broken jaw and he didn't have a broken jaw. That means you got hit a million times. Yeah. You know? So and the ear thing and like you said, him being wobbly. So I don't know. I, I would have preferred the Joshua fight. I know you had mentioned that on the previous episode and uh, I think even on Twitter. So I would have as well. I just I just knew that. Uh, I mean, I guess I knew that if if Fury had lost, I think we might have seen Wilder Joshua um, mm. because Fury might have moved on and done some stuff and. And, and fought a couple other guys. I, I didn't think Wilder had that. Uh, Wilder certainly doesn't have that in him uh, to, to give up the limelight, um, lose his belt. I mean, the dude was undefeated. He was an Olympic uh, bronze medalist. Yeah. You know, so I figured that happens. Um, I do see them rumoring uh, Saudi Arabia. I would be shocked if that happened. Uh, with I, would, I, I would, and only because it seems like, like that seems to be a popular place it's, to put it, on events, I guess, because of the money involved, but. But yeah. I feel like it's be- I feel like it's become popular for guys that fight on like DAZN and don't necessarily sell huge American pay per view. Tyson Fury's becoming a huge American star at this point, mm-hmm. and I would be I would be surprised if they put Wilder Fury three at noon on the West Coast time on a Saturday. It mm. just seems like I, the the big pay per view. You might get a bunch of money from Saudi Arabia up front, but the pay per view money is still the United States. So I and 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 now you've got an American. Yeah, because, yeah you're right because of the time. You're right. The, t- yeah. the time change. Unless they're going to fight at like four in the morning or three they in the morning. They like to cater to you West Coast boys. That's for yeah. Sure. But even even on the East Coast, New Yorkers are, are you know East Coast. I, I love it. Not for nothing. I mean, when when uh, when Khabib fought uh, Poirier in at the Abu Dhabi thing. I was all about it. I was. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that, but the, but the MMA fans are different. Boxing yeah. fans, you're not going to get the casual boxing fan tuning <laughs> uh, tuning in at three o'clock yeah. in New York City. I mean, not on a Saturday. I wouldn't think. Um, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see that happening. With Joshua, no, no, it's you're, different. You're, you're right. If you remember when when Joshua beat uh, Klitschko, that happened early in the day. Uh-huh. That was kind of like an off. It was actually on regular TV. And uh, it, when it happened, it was the few people that got it trending when it happened that people started, you know, tuning in. And that was on on regular TV. So um, you're right. I, I agree with that. And that was two Europeans, though. If we had Fury versus uh, Fury versus Joshua, I could see something like that. But as long as Wilder's still involved, and now that Fury, I believe, is probably the, you know, you still got Canelo because of the the Mexican American mm-hmm. base here. That's probably still the number one draw. But yeah. Fury's right there at this point, I think. Um, oh, so yeah, I, would, I would be surprised if they uh, – I, I would expect it more. Like, I mean, I would do it – if they think they can really sell a ton of seats, I'd do it like in Cowboy Stadium. Mm-hmm. I'd do it uh, – I mean, even take it to, to Madison Square Garden. What we've had – we've had New York – we've had Vegas. Vegas was this one. The first one was in L.A. Mm-hmm. And then and maybe take this one to Madison Square Garden and you kind of just move around the country. Um so that's what I get think. in on that one. If that's yeah, I mean that's, I mean, that's that's what I think's like likely. I, Saudi yeah. Arabia maybe. Um, if but they maybe they'll do Saudi Arabia and they might fight at three in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean it, it's not unheard of. Uh, but it, it's uh, it's definitely. I, I feel like 
these guys have become draws in the, in the United States and the United States is still where the money is. So uh, that's what I expect. Um, yeah. I mean, I would like, I'd like it. I mean, I didn't expect number one. I didn't expect him to invoke the rematch clause so soon. I thought we were, he was going to make us wait a while. I mean, he did have 30 days to do it. And uh, the fact that he did it almost immediately, um, you know, I was kind of like, all right, so now we know what's, you know, we know what's next for Tyson Fury, if that's what's going to happen. But uh, I mean, it, it looks like Eddie Hearn is trying to make his case for a Fury Joshua, which, uh, so, so my thing is this, uh, we just talked about how, how it went and how, how while it didn't look as great as, as uh, the first time, um, my, uh, do we want to see them? Do we really need to see a part three considering how, he lost. Like I, I, I kind of feel like I we should see, you know, Fury Josh or or Wilder Ruiz. You know what I mean? Like like before we see them two again. I don't know if I want to see it that soon. Or I mean, I I would still. No, I mean, I think in a perfect world, I just think that this is the heavy heaviest money fight for Wilder. Um, Fury probably could make more money at this point fighting Joshua. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for Wilder, that's the it's the money fight. Um. If if your team if I'm if I'm Wilder's team I'm telling him to take the rematch because I don't know if Wilder's going to be the same and yeah. if he can make fifty million dollars in a rematch as opposed to maybe making twenty to fight uh, Dylan White or some of these other guys who maybe beat a you know a semi exposed Wilder um, then 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 all of a sudden you, everything's off the table. Yeah. Your career slowly starts to to wind down pretty quickly in boxing if you start taking, uh, you start losing to, to, to too many of the top contenders. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know that the only other thing that I want to mention is, uh, and uh, I, I see some respected people doing it, but man, it drives me crazy when somebody loses a fight and the the Monday morning quarterbacks come out and just start bashing the guy. I've seen stuff from uh, Francis Ngannou beats Wilder to. Uh, you know, uh, even Teddy Atlas, who picked Wilder to win the fight, spends 30 minutes on his podcast saying Wilder doesn't know how to fight. Um, he's a backyard brawler who, with very little, you know, and it's like, dude, you picked Wilder to win the fight. How can you come back two days later and then and then bash the guy and say he has no skills? Either you yeah. know what you're talking about or you don't know what you're talking about. And Teddy Atlas knows what he's talking about. I have a lot of respect for the guy. I've been yeah. listening to him my whole life. Um I see, you know, on, on the forums again, and again, good dudes who I have a lot of respect for, but, you know, talking about how if Nagano just has a little bit of training, he beats Wilder. And I'm like, I just don't, it blows my mind to see the internet. And and, and it's, I always, I thought it was always more. It's, MMA the, inter- it's the internet. You're going to see that. It's the internet. Yeah. I know, but it's just frustrating. And I guess we yeah. see that. I just, it, it makes me become a more of a Wilder fan. I wasn't a fan of the dude before this. And now I'm like, okay, well maybe I want him to win the rematch. So we don't have to listen to people go, Oh, hey, Wilder yeah. sucks. You know, if that happens though, we're in for fight number four, oh, which, yeah, I also, yeah. which I also predicted. So well, here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, when I look at combat sports, whether it be boxing, MMA, or even, even grappling matches, what have you, my thing is this. I mean, I, I invoke video game rules. Like, you know, when you play a fighting game, street fighter, Tekken, whatever your favorite game is, you know, you don't really win until you win two out of three. So draw for the first one was a draw. Fury's got this one, so they they do have to do another one. And if Fury wins again, then that that settles it. But if, like you said, if Wilder wins, then then we are looking at a fourth one because best two out of three. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think that would be the case. But um, exciting event, uh, good for boxing, good for combat sports, uh, good to talk about. Been a lot of water cooler talk, uh, even at oh, yeah. work with people who are, who aren't super into boxing. So that was great. Um, so that was the boxing for the weekend. The MMA kicked off Friday night uh, with Bellator two thirty nine. Uh, in uh, the Thackerville, Oklahoma, apparently the population of under 500. So I always uh, <laughs> I always laugh when I hear that because it makes me wonder how, uh, you know, Bellator has been going there forever. So I, think I was going to say they go there a lot. <laughs> they go there a lot. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know how close all the surrounding towns are, but, you know. I'd I'd be happy to be in a town of 500 and have Bellator show up in my backyard. You know? It's probably like a three, big deal. Three times so, yeah. a year. Yeah. So uh, that was a, a fun event too. Uh, uh, ton of ton of prelims, but the main card: uh, uh, Valentin uh, Moldovsky, uh, Team Fedor, heavyweight. Really, uh, I mean, we talk about manhandling over the weekend. Uh, Javier Ella, who uh, who you've talked to several times, he had a tough uh, 
Modovsky just wrestled the hell out of him, took him down, mm. uh, dominated him to a unanimous decision. Uh, Moldovsky starts to move into a uh, a position where he could start to, uh, you know, set up a situation where we could have Team Fedor uh, running Bellator here pretty quick. Uh, Nemkov gets Bader uh, in uh, May. Uh, mm-hmm. Moldovsky might not be far off. Uh, for a heavyweight shot with Bader and uh, Tokov is not, uh, he's basically a number one contender after the Lima Musasi fight. So uh, it it could, it could get interesting uh, seeing what happens there. Um, Probably the upset of the weekend, uh, Timothy Johnson KOs uh, tire fortune. Um, That made that highlight still floating around the internet. Yeah. I mean, just ducked under and, 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 Blasted him, put him out cold. Uh, reminded me of uh, old, uh, like Kevin Erickson, and, uh, Kevin Randleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, or yeah, and uh, I mean, just put him out. Uh, Fortune was eight and zero coming in. Was really their one of their top prospects. Doesn't really end his career by, or you know, doesn't do a whole lot uh, other than uh, maybe bring him down a little bit. I think we'll probably start seeing him use a lot more wrestling now. Yeah. Uh, unless he goes the Pico route and just decides that he's going to, uh, he's going to go for broke. But, uh, you know, I, I, uh, a big win for Tim Johnson. Oh, probably uh, not for a long career. If you do that, you know, yeah. it, it was, it was a career uh, fight for Tim Johnson though. Mm-hmm. Uh, a loss here probably, uh, gets him where we, we probably don't hear his name, uh, anytime, anytime soon. Certainly, yeah. uh, without a huge run in the regional circuit. I mean, uh, one thing about I mean that 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 Friday card was weird because they had the prelims, they had the broadcast, and then they had more post limbs than I've ever, than I remember ever seeing, and that's one of the I believe it was the second fight on the post limbs that uh, Chris Chris Sunshine Lencioni was on, and um, the guy I interviewed for Sure Dog again the the link to that is on the bottom of this, um, but uh, he broke his leg in that fight, and it was actually a really good fight. He got some booze uh, when he got the the split decision, but then you find out that he broke his leg and he didn't move like a man with a broken leg. That's for sure. So if you haven't checked out that interview, check it out. And uh, those all those fights are the prelims and the postlims are are on Bellator's YouTube channel. So if you ha- didn't get a chance to see those, they're worth watching. Yeah, after the uh, after the Tim Johnson fight on the main card, Miles Jury picked up his first win in Bellator. Uh, decision went over Brandon Gertz. Uh, really close fight. Uh, I even kind of leaned t- leaned towards Gertz, uh, but uh, Maturi picks up the unanimous decision. Uh, big win for him. Uh, again, going on to moving to an organization wouldn't have been great for him. Gertz still is who he is. Uh, he'll always put on exciting fights. Uh, probably not get anywhere, you know, to the title or anything like that. But always going to sell tickets and uh, and and people want to fight him because he's always there to put on a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, main event was definitely interesting. Uh, Yaroslav Amasov, Ed Ruth. Amasov came in 22-0. and 0. Ruth came in at 8-1 and 1 with his only loss to Neiman Gracie in the uh, Walter Waite Grand Prix. Amasov moves to 23-0 and 0 with a uh, pretty dominating uh, unanimous decision. Uh, dude's good. I mean, he took down Ed Ruth, which was something that uh, I don't think a lot of people expected. Uh 23 and 0. I think uh, he's only behind behind Habib right now for the yeah. longest winning streaks in, in a major it, MMA organization. You know what I that made me wonder was because uh, I mean um, Neiman Gracie took down Ed Ruth too, and uh, I just wonder if 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 maybe I don't want to say overconfidence on Ed Ruth's part, or it's just, or maybe he's just not expecting. You know, usually when someone's good at some at something, they usually they they don't expect somebody uh, to put themselves in that situation with them. And the, and sometimes that can work against uh you know someone that's expecting it you know, um I remember when I squared off against the wrestler in my early days when I started jujitsu knowing that I was going to get taken down and the the anticipation waiting for it actually made made it easier for them to take me down so I just wonder if that's something uh that that's just you know making things fire off in his mind differently and that's why we're seeing it we saw it there and we saw it in the fight with Gracie but um. I mean, when you when you mentioned it, that just made me think of that. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's different MMA wrestling is different than than, than wrestling, yeah, wrestling, collegiate wrestling, so or or uh, Olympic wrestling. So, mm-hmm. uh, and and Amazov is obviously at 23 and 0 now. I mean, he's not a he's no joke. I mean, yeah. we, who knows what we're talking about here? I mean, he, he's getting into a, a, a position where I actually thought that he should have been the one fighting 
for the title. Um, and, and he may have been the person in line to fight for the title had, uh, had Lima not decided to jump up and, and, or we didn't have the situation with Lovato mm-hmm. uh, and Lima moving up to try to become a double champion. Uh, I, I think he's uh, at 23 and Oh, you can sell that. Um, he's still kind of an unknown. So uh, we're not looking at a rematch like necessarily with MVP um, Larkin, a, anything like that. He's, he's the fresh blood that some of those guys haven't fought and, uh, Obviously, they're going to have to. Uh, they're not going to be able to move out of his way now. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're going to see him uh, booked with one of these uh, top guys. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about MVP versus Larkin. Uh, Lima is obviously fighting Musasi, uh, so maybe I don't. You know, Fitch is still in the mix. Neiman Gracie. You got some other guys uh, that are that are still there and yeah, really good guys to. Uh, you know, not in stepping stones per se, but guys that would help uh, elevate his uh, his name. So, big win, twenty three and zero. Uh, I mean, like I said, I you never know when you start seeing some of these guys where they're going to fit in when when the history is written. But uh, I I mean, I can't think of many people in my life that I've ever seen make it to twenty three and zero. There hasn't been mm-hmm. a whole lot, so it's definitely a big thing for him. So, uh, Ryzen was later that night. Uh, it was one of their smaller events, not a whole lot, uh, to jump into. Uh, so, so we're not going to, uh, we're yeah, not gonna they had a, the five versus one, uh, grappling match. I watched that today, actually. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I mean, it was an uh, exhibition, but it was, it was exhibition. Watch. That was kind of one of the, the highlights of the thing. Um, I mean, I recommend it. All the, all the Ryzen shows are great, but, uh, yeah, nothing. It was just kind of like they're almost like a, a contender series, uh, uh, event but um, <laughs> yeah. you know i mean really it was i think about it that way they've had a couple of those and i, I think that they're, they're going to add more events uh as the year goes on uh, and i think their plan is to have more events yearly and i think you're going to end up with about a third or half of those being these kind of contender series which is great because it helps build guys up um for their upper level guys uh bellator returned then again on saturday night from dublin um, and I got to admit, I did not catch uh, much of this action uh, in the main event, Brett Primus, uh, in the main event of the, it was a split up card. Uh, they do this mm-hmm. on the European show. So it's a little confusing. Uh, Brett Primus uh, picked up a win um, over Chris uh, Bungard, uh, net crank first round. Uh, Beck Rollins picked up a win. I see her calling out uh, one Hardy. of your favorites, Heather Hardy. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting fight. Um, I think we may have even talked about that in the past when uh, Beck signed coming off of her bare knuckle yeah. success. Yeah, I actually wrote an article about it on, on the MyMMANews.com because uh, Hardy already caught wind of it and said she's down. So, um, you know, that's a uh, makes Rich Ch- Rich Chow's uh, job easy. Just make that make that happen. I, it's what I, I'm almost interested in. Uh, that might be one of those. Rival, I guess you call it I don't know, rivalry, but there's potential there for where you could uh, maybe they do an MMA match and then they do a boxing match and then they do a bare knuckle boxing match, depending on how everything <laughs> kind of unfolds, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's there's the they, like I said, we've talked about them getting creative and obviously Bellator is not going to do the bare knuckle and and but but maybe that's something where they, they work some kind of crow promotion. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, obviously Coker is willing to work with other people, not like everybody else. So. Yeah, so know. I mean, you, you might maybe maybe we see something like that. Uh, Ricky Bendejas picked up another big win. Uh, good for him. He moves to uh, thirteen and three. Um, he obviously uh, that's two wins in a row now, coming off of his two losses to Archuleta and Mix, though. Uh, so that's uh, he, he really uh, is getting back to establishing himself as, as one of their contenders, uh, losing to guys like. Like Mix, who's undefeated, and Archuleta, who at the time was like on a twenty-one fight win streak or something like that, uh, is is obviously not the end of the world. Um, no, absolutely not. Uh, Georgie Kanaharian picked up a win, um, which he needed coming off of the uh, the loss to uh, AJ McKee uh, in what eight seconds, six seconds, something like that at yeah. two twenty-eight. Um, you know. Uh, entertaining card like i said i didn't catch it i did see some of the reaction on twitter uh looking at the results it looks like it, there was some stuff i saw had some people text me about some of the fights so sounds like it was good uh bellator's you know doing their thing when they go to europe and uh, yeah back whatever to back. helps them I like when they do the back to back yeah so uh you know that's 
that's always, uh, you know, I, I like it too. Like you said, I, uh, I'm curious to see if, uh, if they continue doing back to backs, if they're going to become more of like this, where one's in Europe and one's in, in, uh, in the United States, as opposed to kind of what you've gotten used to out there in Connecticut, where you get a Friday and a Saturday night show. Yeah, I mean, as much as uh, I mean, the, the, as as much as that's an exhausting weekend for me, as far as like the fights and stuff, uh, uh, I, I do enjoy seeing it. And, and uh, you know, if they they can do back to back in the same location, if they're in the same, you know, if, if they're in the same location in a real MMA friendly area like uh, Connecticut, you know. So, but uh, there was a UFC event this weekend, and uh, you know, obviously that the war that that uh, uh, Hooker and uh, Felder had uh, deserves mentioning. Yeah, that was the the main event. Uh, Dan Hooker uh, came in nineteen and eight, faced Paul Felder, who was uh, seventeen and four, coming into the fight. Uh, great fight, uh, one of the fight of the year candidates uh, mm-hmm. early on. Uh, Hooker hurt uh, Felder early. Uh, Felder fought back, being the the Paul Felder that that we were all fans of. Really, uh, I mean. Two warriors. Uh, interesting, though. You, you've always talked about kind of. First of all, the the decision went to Hooker. Um, split decision. I I actually thought Felder won. Um, I've also had people uh, from my work that commented that they thought Felder won. Mm-hmm. Um, not a robbery by any means. Uh, really, really close fight. Um, believe it came down to the third round scoring. Uh, as, as one and two, three and four, or four and five were were pretty. Uh, pretty definitive mm-hmm. uh you know i uh it, it just i don't know felder you know felder kept coming and uh it was a good fight i just uh, <laughs> like i said i was a little little the decision didn't have me on, on yeah it. uh hooker though fighting in his hometown is obviously uh doesn't hurt mo- anybody oh no. what i was gonna say uh this was a fight though where Felder was coming forward a lot. So we, they, this is kind of one where the judges gave it to the guy kind of back. Going back a little yeah. Bit, but like you, you know? said, it was in his hometown. So that's, that's always a, a factor. I mean, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I'll, I'll say this though. I mean, as far as, cause it, like you said, fight of the year. Um, it's one of those ones where you don't, you don't want to be a judge when you see a fight like that. But um, the, the one thing is that, that, you know, Dana White says a lot of things that folks uh, uh, disagree with, but one thing he does say that I do agree with is, uh, you know, if when fighters start thinking about retiring, he says they should retire. And as as he took off the one glove when he was saying, you know, talking about his family and stuff, and he, he like stopped himself, kind of Hooker kind of grabbed him and like, you know, raised his hand, made him second guess it. So, um, but uh, I mean, you know, it, it might be time, man, you know, Um Getting a be again beat up like that. Obviously, he's got a, he's. I, I think he's got a fr- uh, facial fracture and stuff, and that he put it on the the next day on on social media. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know. A great fighter, great fight. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. He had two wins prior to this. He was, I mean, you know, it, had he got the split decision win, Dana White wouldn't be talking about him retiring. I don't mm. think on three wins in a row. So, I mean, if it comes down to something where it's just a, literally one judge making a decision on one round. I, you know, if, if, if decision, yeah. and it's also easy for somebody like Dana White, who's got a billion dollars in the bank. No, no, I'm, retiring. Yeah. But no, but he, he is right though. Like if you're, if you're thinking about hanging it up, I mean, he, he didn't say anything about Felder in general. He has in said, general and, and yeah. Felder, Felder's a great commentator. Felder's Felder can make money yeah. other places. So maybe well, that's and ESPN has been pretty adamant about wanting uh, oh. current active or former fighters working the desks there. So he's already, it's not like he needs to fight. I mean, he's, he, does a great job at the desk. So yeah. Um, yeah. I just, yeah, I, mean, I, guess, I guess I'm getting at, if you're somebody that makes $40,000 to fight twice a year, it's harder to probably to walk away than somebody who's got uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in the yeah. bank going, Hey, you should think about retiring. So I don't know. Uh, it, I, I hope he does best. What's best for him. Yeah. I have a feeling he'll fight again. Um, I, I feel like a retirement fight is always something that's kind of cool. If you know going into it, hey, this is my last fight. Yeah, um, let's let's. I can see that for him. That's that, that's definitely something that he seems like the type of guy that would do something like that and at least try to walk out on a win. So yeah, I, and it, it doesn't have to be anything soon. Maybe he sits. Or maybe he does some <laughs> stuff for a year and a half with ESPN, and then all of a sudden there's an event in Philadelphia, you know, uh, in his in his hometown where he can he can have that fight, or or all of a sudden he goes, hey, I want to fight in MSG. I I can't recall if he 
I know he didn't fight on any of the cards I ever was at in MSG. I don't know if he fought at uh, not off the top at, of my head. At, I don't at, remember two seventeen. I don't know if he fought on the Bisming card or not, but um, or the Bisming GSP fight. But uh, I don't think he did. So maybe that's something. You know, I mean, there might maybe he has one little bucket list. Maybe he wants to fight somewhere across the the ocean or something. But um, you know, great fight uh, and uh, Dan Hooker. Uh, we haven't talked enough about him. Obviously, a tough dude uh, who, who's going to be an exciting fight. With Another Andy pick, Ruiz. by the way, of mine that went south. I thought <laughs> Felder could take it by decision, but yeah, I, I would have picked Felder too. I don't think I ever went on record with that. But uh, one of the other interesting things now we got a, bell, uh, a UFC this upcoming weekend um, in, New- in Norfolk, Virginia, uh, fight night, uh, kind of flying under the radar, um, and and it's not the deepest card in the world, but the main event is a world title fight uh, for the vacant uh, flyweight belt, uh, which the UFC took from uh, Henry Cejudo. Uh, so Joseph the man is the only double champ that's allowed, apparently. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, I guess that yeah. because there literally is no 145 pound weight class anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, although there is a there is a, a flyweight uh, or a featherweight belt bout on this uh, with Megan Anderson. So yeah. um, perhaps if she gets a win, we we she they end up doing her uh, and Nunes. Uh, but yeah, Joseph Benavides, who's uh, had a couple title fights. Um, he always ran into Mighty Mouse Demetrius Johnson. Uh, faces Deverson uh, Figueredo, uh, seventeen and one um, against uh, Benavides, who's uh, mm-hmm. twenty eight and five. One of the uh, I mean, he's almost a pioneer of the sport, been around forever, WEC days. Great, great title fight um, for the little guys. Uh, I go with Benavides. I feel like he's the number three. He's he's always been basically the yeah. number, uh, you know, one, two, or three uh, flyweight in the world. Um, so unless his career is basically wrapped up, I guess, mm-hmm. um, I feel like he finally gets that world championship belt. Good for him. Um gives him a chance to kind of do some stuff and not have to run into one of the greatest of all time uh, in, in Demetrius Johnson. Uh, and he's an exciting fighter, which could ha- potentially help uh, keep the, uh, the flyweight division around for a while. Yeah, no, I'm with you there, man. I mean, I, I see uh, Benavides has always been kind of uh, floating around or circling the, t- uh, the 125 title. So um, as, as far as, uh, I, I mean, does Fierro have a chance to beat him? I don't know, but I mean, we'll see on on Saturday, I guess. But yeah. uh, I, it's hard for me to pick a ben, against Benavides. Yeah, uh, ESPN Plus, five o'clock Eastern uh, prelims kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we know uh, we know Ed will be sitting in front of his uh, TV, <laughs> locked in on that, ready, yeah, to, yeah. ready to subscribe. But. Um, yeah. Yeah, stay stay tuned uh, if you're listening on audio for uh, Ed's interview. Um, and uh, otherwise, check out the link uh, below uh, for the YouTube video or, or the, the audio uh, link to it, uh, to his sites. Um, fans can follow us at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Myself at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbizal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram. Uh We'll talk again next week, Ed. Uh, we'll have a new champion and uh, and be looking ahead to uh, the the two huge title fights at UFC. Uh, what is it? Two forty eight. Two forty eight. Yeah, two forty eight. Yes, sir. All right. See you then. All right. Uh, I'm talking with uh, Chris Lencioni, uh, who just fought at Bellator. It's two thirty nine, right? Four and one, four and one at Bellator 239 with a broken leg. Um, we're talking to you after the win. Um, I know the news came out. Well, you put the social media post up on Saturday, right? Yeah, what's today? Sunday. I'm on a lot of pain meds, so I yeah, pains you know, are gonna blend. <laughs> yeah, yesterday was Saturday. I put it up. I went uh, straight off the the airport or straight off the uh, airplane to the hospital, got an X-ray because. I'm in Oklahoma, and they go, yeah, it might take like six to eight hours to get stitches out here. And I said, what the hell? If it's going to take that long for stitches, I don't know. How am I going to get an x-ray? So I'm just doing it at home. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So so did you know right away? Like, did they did they rush you out? or? or... Um, I knew right away in the fight. I've never broken a bone. Like, I've broken finger bones and toes and shit. You know what I mean? They don't do anything for that. Mm-hmm. But there was a movement 
in a takedown or some type of like scramble we had and I just felt it and then I was like trying to go for hooks on him and my leg wasn't listening to me and I was like holy crap my leg's not listening to me and uh, I just had this like weird like like slow time motion I'm like oh my god I think I broke something in my leg uh change of plans and then I had to finish that round the first round and then the next two rounds with it everything changed I mean you can't I'm a ground specialist right or whatever you want to call it they say yeah. You need all your legs to do that, man. I haven't been training with those badass, you know, jujitsu paraplegia guys. I don't know all their tricks yet. <laughs> but, but um, I, I'm actually shocked to hear you say that because, uh, before we set up this interview, I actually rewatched the fight, knowing what I know about your injury, and uh, I mean, you, you said that your your legs weren't functioning, but I, I I saw your guard being, I mean, relatively active still. <laughs> You were driving in for takedowns, especially in the first and third rounds. Yeah. And then you, uh, the the fact that you were able to squeeze in a, a, a what looked to me like a super tight body triangle, knowing you doing all this leg stuff with your broken leg. So. I, uh, yeah, I knew that was gonna hurt every single one of them. Uh, oh that's wow. Drop down like more to the knees to uh, turn the corner on the body triangle, right? So I felt. I, I like to think a lot when I fight, man. They're always like, don't think, just do. I'm like, nah, this is fun. I, I love it. I have too much fun. So I'm going in there. I see he's sprawling really hard. So when you got a guy that sprawls hard, you just turn the corner on him. You got to drive a bit. And every step I had in the, in the ring, every penetration shot, every squeeze with my leg was agonizing pain. And I just had to poker face it. I was mm. like, this guy will smell the blood. He's a killer. I've had so many messages, dude, since the fight. That dude was a killer. This and that. I was three to one underdog. All this other stuff. He was bigger than me. He was a huge uh, 45er. And I still, with like, I was at, I would say 40% for that fight. I couldn't sweat. I was wondering why I wasn't sweating. It's because I was in a, a pain. My body was in shock, dude. The only place I was sweating was like my forehead, barely, you know? Um, but I knew, I like told myself, I was like, you are going to die. You are going to squeeze this man until <laughs> you die or he dies. Someone's getting squeezed. Don't let it go. It was crazy, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, that I mean that that just goes to show you, which is one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you. I mean, you know, like you said, it, it was one of the post limbs, and, and uh, sometimes uh, folks don't just recognize what what you guys put out in there in the cage. And uh, I mean, again, rewatching it, I couldn't even tell. I when I initially saw it, um, I when you were limping afterward, I thought it was because of the elbows to the to the thigh from the triangle. Everybody thought that, Everybody thought that dude. I was like, what? Come on. Like, <laughs> it didn't hurt, dude. I was yeah. Glad. He was elbowing me, so I was, like, chirping in his ear because he was, like, <laughs> he was saying some inappropriate words that I don't want the kids at my gym to hear in case, you know, this, this interview is, you know, get, you know, <laughs> you, know what I mean? you never know who listens. But he said some stuff, so I, I whispered some stuff in his ears back <laughs> out about his, uh, about his weak elbows. He really didn't hit hard, man. Like, I thought he was going to hit way harder, and I got him to miss a lot, even the head kick right off the bat. I was like, oh, that was easy. It hit me, and I blocked it, and I was I was smiling. I was like, oh, we are in this, dude. I'm having a freaking ball. We're getting yeah. after it. I mean, uh, so because you, you you said in your post it was the first round, and, and you just, you just uh, told me why, um, where where you think the, the break or the fracture happened. But um, as I was re-watching it, I thought it was off of uh, – because you did check a kick of his, and I thought it was off of that. But um, I, I, I was just like, man, you know, know. like <laughs> – but I mean, I I mean, maybe maybe it could have started the whole thing. But I mean, it is a fracture; it's not a break. So, uh, which leg was it, by the way? Was it the left leg? Left leg. And I, you know, I said the same thing to the doctor, and then he, I said, "Oh, it's just a fracture." He's like, "Well, fracture is technically a break." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I'm gonna milk that. I'm gonna milk that. The doctor said. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna hobble my way to submission underground today with my broken leg. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that, man. I mean, I, I just enjoy that as a, I mean, I'm an older person, so, uh, I mean, I do jujitsu myself, but, uh, I mean, I, 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 that's probably the most fun uh, grappling event to watch uh, as, a, as a, if you're a grappling person that's into any type of submission grappling. So I, I was going to ask you if you're going to go to that. I'm glad, I'm glad you're going to go and have some fun. You deserve it. <laughs> but, we'll get some pies, you know, and then we're going to go <laughs> watch some high-level grappling, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it myself. So, uh, 
when you went to the doctor, how long are what's the turnover? What's the turnover for the to heal up and get back into action? They said like six to eight weeks. Uh, I have an ortho appointment tomorrow um, to see if it needs surgery because uh, if it was like off of a twist, they just explained there's like different ways it could have fractured. Mm-hmm. And I want to look at that and make sure. And if everything's all good, then yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get back in the cage. Um, and honestly, like June or July, you know, I think that'd be freaking awesome. I give myself two months to heal, mm-hmm. and then shoot, dude, a month. I need a month tops. Um, and I'm really trying to get after it, dude. I want to get a. I want to get AJ Agar's arm. I didn't want him, and then after that, I was like, you know what? No, time to. It's time to. Uh, time to beat the shit out of that guy. He needs an ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that'd be a good match, especially considering, I mean, both your grappling backgrounds. Not even grappling. Don't even think about that. Look at him. Yeah. He's trying to strike. He wants to strike. I'll show him striking. Look at my striking on one leg. I went with that guy toe-to-toe, you know? He was freaking Muay Thai, boxing, all that stuff. He said he's been in Thailand his whole career. Mm-hmm. And I was still standing and trading with him, getting him to move. I got him to throw big punches. I landed a few of my own with the instability of, of, of one leg. I won a one-legged ass-kicking contest, man. Plain and simple. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still like I said. I mean, knowing what I knowing what I know and rewatching it, I was just like, wow. I mean, if this kid, if this kid's, <laughs> leg, yeah, I'm like, this kid's leg was was broken and he knew it, and he was driving in for takedowns. You, I mean, I know you said your guard wasn't doing what you wanted it to do, but yeah. you know, I, you still had a pretty active guard. I, I would, I, I, I kind of nothing, bro. That was nothing, man. That, that was nothing. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's it. That was nothing, dude. Mm-hmm. That's forty like, percent me, dude. I got. People judge me so hardcore because they just, you know, I'm still so new to this sport, man. I've been around, this is like my fifth, maybe I think I'm like at the part where like fifth to sixth year, you know, I've spent a major, like pretty much my whole pro career in Bellator, mm-hmm. you know, uh, eight no as an amateur in the local circuit. And I didn't really get tested in certain ways. And now I'm getting them, you know, um, and my style just keeps growing, dude. I'm evolving constantly. That's the thing my coaches love. We just can keep adding more and more tools, you know, to the kit because I, I pick it all up, man. I mean, I was southpaw. I was loving that. I can go orthodox. I can go southpaw. I feel comfortable in the southpaw. I, I feel comfortable in either stance, frankly, you know, so. Yeah, no, I mean, and you have a great attitude about everything. I mean, considering, I remember when you were out here on the East Coast uh, back in October, and I spoke to you uh, briefly during the scrum day, you, uh, you know, you were supposed to uh, fight. I forgot the guy's name because he didn't make weight. But um, it's like it's like people don't get to see what you just mentioned as far as your evolution and stuff. You know, because uh, that happened, and then we you had a great fight on uh, Friday, and now now we you know we have to wait until you're you know 100 percent again. So <laughs> just a couple months, man. You know, but yeah. I think it's totally worth it. I think my stock, you know, my Bellator stock, my fighter stock. I mean, dude, that like I said, everyone knew that guy was a killer. Mm-hmm. He watched his last fight too. I mean, he didn't do really much of anything to me if you think about it like I, yeah. i'll have to rewatch the fight you know obviously to see where i where i could make some better adjustments but like it's gonna be hard to watch that and go oh yeah i wish i would have done this it's like oh i know why i had a broken leg oh I know <laughs> why. my leg wasn't working oh i remember why yeah i couldn't squeeze you know like that's that third round i felt it in the first round i thought man maybe if i can try some things so then in the second round when he was in my uh like half guard it was mm-hmm. like, pain so i had to give him side control i gave him side control yeah a key lock there yeah freaked him out and and then off of that i don't know you know it was like there were so many scrambles i remember i popped him hard with the backhand you know and he i know it it clocked his lights a little bit he was a he uh he his attitude changed when i hit him with that and then he was like trying to body shot me and everything was nothing man even he he poked me in the eye kicked me in the dick digging in my gloves (laughs) He was digging in my gloves while I had him in the front headlock. That's how he got out of that. Mm. I was like, game over, buddy. I was like, I may not be able to walk right now, but game over, you know. Um, and then he, like, dug his, like, fingers, you know, like, all up in my gloves. I was getting so mad. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. <laughs> um, you mentioned the second round. I was actually, that was my next question. In the second yeah, round, I, I, I noticed the the key lock to do the reverse or, this, or, or at least try to get the sweep, but... Uh, or, or the submission, and then, um, but knowing again about the the leg, I was like, he probably can't bridge into it because his leg is killing him. It, not was... at all, dude. I tried, and I was like, whoa, ooh, not happening right now. I was like, <laughs> I will save you for round three, leg. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, but you were still pushing off of the fence too, though, which was like, I mean, anything you did with your legs, knowing that, watching it again, knowing it was broken, I'm like, wow. I mean, the the threshold for pain is definitely uh, 
not like that of a normal person. <laughs> no, I'm a masochist or whatever, dude. I love that pain, dude. I was, ooh, ooh, you know what I mean? Twisting <laughs> I just, I don't know how to explain it, man. I have a lot uh, of personal stuff going on. Nothing like crazy serious, but just mm-hmm. a lot going on in my life. I have a really, uh, a really great family at my academy, uh, Sunshine Athletics, Fabiano Schoener Jiu-Jitsu. Um, you know, and we're, we're building this really big after school program, uh, in my town. Cause it's needed. Like we don't have in Oregon, dude, we have like the highest sex trafficking and like at risk youth population and they have nothing for them, dude. Mm. And I was one of those kids in California and the system sucked even more there. I was in the central Valley. We had crooked ass cops. Right. Yeah. So I'm fighting, I'm fighting and I knew it was broken. And I was like, I just saw all these freaking kids at my gym. I saw all the kids that like, I know I haven't been able to help out because I've been training a bunch and being selfish and they couldn't afford memberships and I can only sponsor so many kids, you know, you got insurance. And I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to win this freaking fight so I can get that freaking, you know, your paycheck changes, man, win or lose. So I had to get that money mm. so I could start freaking program up, man. So you powerful motivator, dude. I, I want to stay hungry for as long as I live. I mean, I don't ever want to make it and just be content, you know? Yeah, no, that's, I, 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 uh, every time I talk to the, you young fighters coming up, and when I hear stuff like that, I, I just think it's great, and it, ne- it definitely needs to be put out there. You know, uh, I'm surprised that nobody wanted to talk to you afterward. I know it was a post or whatever, but, I mean, you know, like I said, I, when I talked to you back when you were here in, in Connecticut in, in, in the fall, I could tell. I mean, I've been following you for a while. I mean, I know we follow each other on uh, on uh, social, so um, <laughs> it's, def- it's definitely uh, – it's definitely uh, something that I've been catching on to. Just your, the way you handle everything, anything bad that comes at you is great. I mean, I remember when the fight got canceled, you, you had the cutouts of your face and you were handing them out in the arena over here at Mohegan Sun. And then, <laughs> and then now you're doing this with everything you just said you're trying to do. The, yeah. the, the way you fought through adversity, it's great. And I really do hope you keep it up, man. Um, please keep us updated with, with your social media and stuff. That way yeah. we, know, we know where to... Uh, when you're coming back, uh, w- w- where can folks follow you? Uh, it's like Chris Sunshine MMA is like all my stuff. I think I got it all there because I had it at 145, but you know, like uh, that was the last fight on my contract, so I don't even know, you know, what my future uh, entails. But I didn't want to make it like Chris Sunshine Bellator or Chris Sunshine mm-hmm. 145 anymore because my my future. I mean, I'm a taller guy. I'd like to I'd like to move up in weight eventually, you know, and just see how that goes as I get older. I really want to be in this game for a while, man. Uh, you know, as the more I watch it, I'm like, longevity is key. So, uh, yeah, I'll keep you guys up to date with the recovery, with everything. Maybe I get a sexy new sponsor like Julio's Thongs, you know, like Bobby. <laughs> Everybody will know. And uh, um, I appreciate it, man, because, yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone really uh, – you know, you, you post all these fight pictures. Everyone wants to see you in your underwear with your shirt off, right, which is weird, punching a guy. Yeah. You post, a picture, post a picture working with kids, working with the future, and they're just like, eh, whatever. You know, I'm like, dude, they're the future. This means nothing right now. You know, these fights yeah. are temporary. They're great moments. It's like a beer. It's like it's awesome, man. But you know, you gotta just you can't have beer 24 seven your whole life. Like, so yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, man. Thank no, you. no, no. Thank you so much. And I mean, really quick, just because you mentioned it, I gotta ask. <laughs> you, I mean, is that why you wore the tiger crotch un- or lion crotch underwear at the weigh-in? Because of what you just said. I am a huge Ricky Bobby fan, dude. And, uh, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I reference it. My wife just is, like, so sick of it, dude. She's like, I get it. You love Will Ferrell, you know. And I was like, I came home, and I was like, I just wake up, and I piss excellence. You know, I've always butchered these quotes, dude. But, you know, I was like, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. You know, I can fight with a broken leg no matter what. I'm out in Oklahoma, and everybody talks like that. I that was it, man. I had to have that lion underwear. Chinesky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for the time. Good luck to you. I mean, I'll, I'll be looking forward to the updates. And, uh, I mean, I know we, we kind of set this up out of the blue. So, but uh, you definitely deserve yep. some, you definitely deserve some sunshine on you. You know what I mean? As far, as far as what you went through. <laughs> it's freaking gray out here, man. It's like my hair, dude. It is not pretty. Oregon is beautiful state but it's a it's like a crazy chick you know hot and cold all over the place uh, my wife has heard that she's gonna yell <laughs> all good all right let's get out of here <laughs> yeah well stay out of jersey man because it's a lot worse than that so all right. all right man good talking to you thank you so much thanks man have a good one
Hey guys, Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions and the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, Thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast, maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.